Are we talking about when he milks the tits? <laughs> he milks tits. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, Luke milks tits, and then there's that thick uh, scene where, where he's what's uh, Kylo Ren's like super thick with his shirt off. Remember? And she's like, "Can't you put a shirt on?" And he's like, "No, I will not." Or remember that shit? I remember. She like. Spies been, on him when he gets Adam Driver has been super thick since Girls, right? He's like, a thick boy. Basically, like Ryan, what's his name? Uh, Ryan Johnson, right? Yeah, and then we can touch on you having actually watched Knives Out. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, not being any better for it. All good. <laughs> You'll watch Knives Out, too. Uh, you're going to have to watch some shit before I, something for me next. Oh, I've been watching a lot of shit <laughs> lately. I've, I, oh, I've been watching Shit's Creek while we're on topic of watching shit. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Can You Confirm That Podcast. I'm John Brown. And I am Gore of Wonder. And I am going to make that a little quicker so it feels like you're as, as energetic as I am in the edit, I think. Wait, no, that, that's perfectly. That captures my energy. energy. Yeah, it does capture your energy. I know I'm trying to trick people into thinking we're both, we both are excited to be here. I am, though. <laughs> that's, that's, okay. I think it's good that we stay true to form on this show. You can leave all of this in because I want our listeners to understand. Resting bitch voice. I, exactly. <laughs> it is resting bitch. Thank you. I'll take that. <laughs> like, this is exciting, man. This is, this is how it gets. RBV. When, when I get worked up, that's the passionate shit. And nobody likes that. Yeah, that's right. That's true, actually. You got to right. like, you got to stay clear of those. Those are like when right. you use the time codes, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Let's avoid the rants. Well, so this is our episode 23. This is our Jordan episode. Aren't you excited to be here? <laughs> Aren't you excited? Jesus Christ, that hurt my ears. There's there like go. a ringing now. Yeah. You, you wanted that. I think other mics picked it up. Holy. So yeah, yeah. I should. Uh... The Jordan episode. Who else is 23? Any other famous 23s out there? Sports friend? LeBron's been, LeBron wore 23 for a long time. Oh, he wore 23? Still does. Do you know that I watched the number 23 this weekend? <laughs> That's true. I really did. With the Carla, Jim we watched Carrey? the Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. And I've always liked it. And it has the worst reviews. It's like an 8% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it's not a good movie. <laughs> I like it. I like the obsession. Oh, yeah. Thing. I'm sure you do. But like 1408 is like a classic in comparison. 1408 is my favorite horror movie, but right, I don't that's deem, what I mean. Like that's and they I were, don't deem that the right. number twenty three a horror at all. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Mm. Uh, well, I no, watched, I watched but it. <laughs> I'm, I, you know what's amazing to me? That's like Jim Carrey's going to be sitting back in March, getting all of his royalty checks, and he's like, usually like ninety nine percent of them around that time are the Grinch. And then he's got like a buck twenty five rolling in twenty three. Hey that's me, boy. That, that's your boy John Brown out there. No, he's he'll track you down. Coming soon. This holiday season, two lifelong C students take on more than they can handle. <laughs> Is that how you wanted it? Whoa, I don't think it was how I wanted it. Listen as these brave procrastinators keep you up to date on news. Now, they said the vaccine wasn't going to have side effects, but they never said that that lady in Britain was going to get wings. Entertainment. Taylor Swift has announced she has broken up with another person. Woohoo! Good album coming out. And pop culture. It's the three-year anniversary since The Last Jedi ruined Star Wars for me. So strap in for this podcast thrill ride. Starring, hey, I'm John Brown. I think I'm Gorov Wonder. I'm Gorov. I'm Gorov. Gorov? Gorov. Can you confirm that? Let's start the show, shall we? We changed our 
uh, cable package okay. to the lower. Yeah. We were on Good, which I think was originally like uh, $40 a month. Yeah, okay. And then we have Crave for 20 Okay. And now Good is at like 66 and we have one channel mm-hmm. that I remember us buying a la carte and then a second channel mm-hmm. that I don't remember us buying a la carte. So I reduced to the basic with Crave. That's fair, man. You get what you need, right? I'm stuck with a yeah. little and bit of a I, higher package only because of the sports. Sure. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's, and I've done the math on it. It's like, I could spend 30 bucks with sports net, like for the streaming service and like 20 bucks with TS, like that's 50 bucks just to have streaming services for sports. I may as well just pay for the cable package at that point. Sure. Um, Cause I still get the logins right for all the streaming packages anyways. Listen, um, you never have to justify getting cable to me. I will always, I think. No, it's, some, it is out of hand. Of like the bill, like, I mean, the one year promotion's up. I got to call them. Like, I hate, I hate the song it's and dance. It's so expensive. Yeah. But, but you know, it won't be right. Like, it's just that stupid same song and dance you got to do every year. Be like, listen, I'm going to call and be like, I'm going to switch and just give me well, this price. cancel. And then for like good. you get to the retention and then the retention guys are like, we'll give you what you got like for the first year. I'm like, why the fuck don't you just leave it at that? Um, like, I don't know. It could be so much easier and simpler, but yes, I've could. been doing the math, man. And it's like, Netflix is going up. Right. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh, so here's the thing. Oh, so here's the thing. Oh. Streaming, like this is, it's getting out of hand with the streaming services already. And like, we're just getting started. Yeah. Right. Disney's already telling me that they're raising the price three bucks come February. And I'm actually going to swallow it because now they're telling me they're going to give me like a Canadian Hulu as part of it. Right. Oh, you've got that package. Um, yeah. With the, well, no, it's just every, no, everybody for Dis- No, 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 no. So Disney in Canada is oh. already just a base seven ninety nine or eight, oh, eight ninety nine, Right. Uh, and they're raising it three bucks to eleven ninety nine. Okay. But everybody's getting that increase, but everybody's also going to get access to a new portal that doesn't exist there right now. And it's international. So Canada, France, UK is going to get Star, which is sort of what Hulu is in the States, right? Um, And so that's like, okay, I guess I'll swallow that. I have no choice. But then you add that in with like Prime. Uh, You add that in with Disney, sorry, Netflix, um, Crave. And now I'm looking at it like, Jesus, man, like, no wonder there's nothing good on my TV other than sports anyways for me. And then the occasional big thing, right? Like, I pay for some news. I pay for, like, I pay for John King once every four years kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I pay for, like, sports access. But I can do without, and I should do without, but I don't. This is where I'm like, well, you know, for the extra 20 bucks, it's worth having a... HGTV for the odd time I want to see like a property brother right? or it doesn't hurt having a food network for that one moment when I want to see, even though 99% of the time, if you put me like in front of like my, my smart hub or uh, a different screen where I don't have my cable package ready, like I do always have it. Like, I guess I can hit the link and go to the website for it, but I'd rather just go to Netflix and watch a food show. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just go to prime and watch something. Right. So it's, yeah, I got to call my pay cable package company and be like, yo, this is getting out of hand, reduce it. Yeah. Um, but they're already 
shifting in the winds too, right? Like selling you boxes that just stream things. And that's kind of where I want to be. I want to be like, listen, I don't, I don't want to pay you for all of this stuff, but maybe we can work out a deal where as Rogers or Bell, you guys can sell me a really cool box that does a lot of things, makes it feel like cable, but just has like the CTV app built in, the Google Global app built in and works with all of that stuff. And I'm paying you guys to manage all that shit for me. Um, Cause like right now it's a pain in my ass, man. I pay, I have a flex package, which is essentially gives me the luxury, I guess, of changing out 15 to 20 channels every month Uh-oh, neat. for different things, right? Which is good. It actually works because I'll like drop CT, like the science channel, which is like sci-fi, I guess, or whatever. And I'll drop like the Bravo channel when there's nothing on those channels. And I'll, I'll put in like Teletoon for the kids right, 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 right. and like something, right? And then I'll, I'll switch that out when, whenever the, the moment comes. Um, but it's still a pricey fucking package. And it's like, I don't think any of it should cost as much as it needs to now because that the market's changed, right? Like carriage fees. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. I don't know. I mean, it, it is, but when you're only, when you're the only two companies, when you're Rogers and Bell and you own all of the fucking networks, like city is a Rogers network. CTV is a fucking, um, Bell property, sure. like TSN Rogers sports. Like you own all the content and all the networks. So why are you guys even charging each other carriage fees? Why are we paying digital service fees anymore? Right. Exactly. Like none of that, makes sense in in what we're doing and hey now the taxes are going to be going like we don't get taxed on netflix and disney and prime right but as of like january i believe we are in canada so add that 15 percent to all of your shit right like there we go or 13 so yeah whatever it's 15 it might as well be i know i still round up they'll be able to pop it up to 15 anytime and we'll never know yeah, I don't know if that'll happen soon, but hey. Um, so, hey, that's... But it's good news for Disney. Yeah, really good news. For All Disney. the content, right? Well, let's... I mean, Disney. So Disney announced... Uh, on December 10th, they had their Investors Day where they announced all their new programming and everything to the shareholders. Um, it's crazy to think, hey, Disney Plus is at 86.8 million subscribers. That's awesome. I mean... It's good. They're for them. they're they they don't want to admit how much of that was Hamilton and Mandalorian alone, but it was. Because it's the only thing and, new out. Yeah, but they've got a, yeah, and it's they have a lot of shit on there. But when I say shit, I mean it's like a lot of shit, right? Like yeah. it's um, I try to get the kids into it, but they want to watch what they want to watch, and they want a deeper catalog, and they're getting it like into things like a Muppets Christmas Carol. We did watch that. They don't want to watch Seven Brides for Seven Brothers or whatever the fuck they have on. No, <laughs> right. So I, I, what I'm, I'm after having like a use case scenario with the Disney app, I can understand why they're at eighty plus million. It's a staggering number. They're still well behind Netflix. What's Netflix at? Um, you know, do you know that Netflix number? Netflix should. I can get the whole number of lists of, of subscribers. Um, I had it recently. And like they're probably, if we had to guess, I think I'm going to say around 150 to 190. Okay, so not um, that far yeah, off, right. really. Well, more they're doubled, right? Like Netflix is doubled, right? But it um, just like it took them how many years to get there, and Disney's been yeah, out for a year. Yeah, exactly. But I right. guess it's that's, just that's the big one. Netflix sort of built that market. I guess that's why growth was slower. 
where it's like and they're just in more places yeah, right um where people now that's are just like a big one. oh streaming service yeah i'll get that one too people are more open-minded so, to it than they were when netflix came yeah out. you want me to break down some of the top ones before we get into disney and and why we think they're going to be jumping from 80 to probably 160 in a year yeah yeah yeah, yeah. tell me who's number one so, netflix okay, is number right? one Netflix is at 195, okay. um, 195 million worldwide. And again, this comes in worldwide, right? We need to remember who's available where. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things holding Disney back right now, right? Um, so when you say worldwide, let's assume it's about 180 countries, right? Uh, same with Prime. Prime is also worldwide in about 180 countries. And they come in at 150 mil. Okay. Sub- sub- right? But you... Let's Let's... I think that's a number that might be lying to us because I have a feeling there might be 150 million Prime Amazon Prime subscribers worldwide. I don't know how many of them have activated their Prime Video. And yeah, right? and um, or with- or that could be the right number. Maybe maybe there's a hundred. Maybe there's 400 million Prime subscribers and 150 million videos. I don't know. So I'm just saying, let that number is someone that somebody can fact check and look into further. Another thing to think about um, is how much is in each everyone's homes, right? Like Netflix, yeah. you can share how many accounts? So like if they have 190 million. Yeah, Every, everybody's around four though, right? Yeah. So Disney has four accounts built in now. Amazon does too. I mean, they're, for their basic prices. They all could be shared. For their standard. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so for their standard prices, which is something that Netflix should look into is they're, they're almost double to have four people watch. Mm-hmm. And it's not a, it's like a $4 drop to have two people watching. But on Disney and Amazon, it's that same basic price, and you get your 4K, and you get four accounts, no different tiers, which is a big, big, I think, well, that could difference in the long run. Like, they're yeah. new, right? So maybe they're offering this stuff now to get people. Maybe yeah, in a couple but I think years, they, they won't do that. I think they might. Prime's got a different way of doing things anyways for revenue, where you can buy channels within Prime, right? Like, you can spend nine ninety nine a month to buy, like... Stack. Yeah, exactly. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, numbers three and four on the list obviously are out of China. Um, one is called Tencent Video and the other one is IQ Video, mm. right? Like, right. Uh, and then we got Disney coming in at fifth okay. at 86.8, which if you think about it, it's pretty impressive, right? Um, this kind of gets back to last week's episode, I think, where we talked about the HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the big dump and... So last week, we were really pissed off about the killing of cinema by HBO Max. But this week, we're actually really excited about Disney, right? Yeah. I, I am, right? Yeah. I'm excited. So we're excited, we're, we're excited about Disney taking Disney Plus from 86 to God knows where, right? I still might not get the service, but some of the things that they're offering, some of the programming yeah. that they're offering sounds interesting. You want to talk about their programming? I'm going to run through the, the, the list real, real fast. Ready? Okay. And then this is where it's going to be interesting. Walt Disney also owns Hulu. Yes. At 38.8. Yeah. Okay. Then we got Peacock, which is the Comcast guys at 22 mil. Hmm. Then you get Viacom CBS with CBS All Access at 18 million. And then the last two on the list, surprisingly... HBO Max hmm. at 12.6 million. That's it, eh? That's it. And Apple TV at 10, right? So Apple TV, we already are, everybody already knows it wasn't going to have a lot anyways because it's cheap and it, people are coming in, in and out of it. Mm-hmm. HBO Max, they've got roughly 50 million HBO subscribers, which means 
there's just like 38 million of them who just don't give a rat's ass enough to activate something that's already free as part of their package. <laughs> so no wonder you're dumping Wonder Woman and all these things there to be like, you idiots are already paying for this. It would really help us if you would activate the free ass app. Mm-hmm. So our shareholders know we're not wasting our time. Whereas Disney's shareholders now feel very, very comfortable. That's interesting. Yeah. You'd think about where they're going. You'd think it'd be a lot ahead of Apple TV because it has real content to offer. Right. And just two million. And then Disney's just sitting there at 86. Like we will break a hundred million by January. As soon as WandaVision hits. As soon as some of these releases are out, they're going to crash. I think. All right now, get out there and make me some goddamn money. So you want to run through all of the things that made you excited about Disney investor day? Uh, There's a lot. There really is a lot. And well, the list has some things that didn't make me excited either, but uh, <laughs> so like, you know, first I think they announced TV shows. So in, in the interest of keeping it quick on the, on the segment, let's not, you can tell me what you don't like, but we don't need to know why, but I want to know what you do like. And I do want to know why. Yeah. Yeah. So the, like the first thing they announced were um, specifically do TV shows. They're working on a beauty and the beast TV show. Don't like you don't like that one. Not excited. For I it. don't either, but um it's I, interesting. I, it, it could work. I think it's gonna be about Gaston. It no uh, the concept makes sense. Yeah. I'm not watching it, but the people who are into the Princess Bride will. Yeah. I'm not watching right? it either. No. It's no not way. it's not made for me. Um but anybody who recently turned Emily in Paris into a hit on Netflix will turn the Beauty and the Beast prequel series into a hit on Disney, but it's not for me. None of these TV shows are for me. The Swiss Family Robinson remake, don't care. Mm, no, yeah. Percy Jackson and the Olympians, don't care that much. Might jump into that with my kids, but not really for me. Right. Um, in production, they've announced the Mighty Ducks, a Mighty Ducks sequel, I think it is. All over it. All <laughs> fucking over it. I could care less, and I know you don't care either. <laughs> Emilio's back, my friend. Oh, Emilio, great. come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, no, I'm all over that one. That one's going to be a joyride. Emilio gets paid less than Johnny from Cobra Kai, I'm sure. Oh, we'll see. Time. <laughs> There's one called Big Shot, which I don't even. These two I don't even. Nope. Big Shot and Mysterious Benedict Society. Those I don't even. I'm not even interested enough to look no up thanks. what they are. But and, I get it. But it, it. But it's not for us. It's a young adult again. Those and, two, right? Like and a Turner just, and Hooch uh, remake yeah. too. So none of that yeah. interests me. No. Not, none of the shows that they announced, other than the Mighty Ducks one, really was like, hey. Um, but so again, it, but that, it's from eh? no. You want to see only the from Mighty Ducks? Yeah. But only from the nostalgic point of view, right? Okay. It's not like. I'm not expecting the Mighty Ducks to be some gritty ass take on like the Karate Kid version, right? I'm not expecting it to be the Cobra Kai of Mighty Ducks, right? Right, right, right. Because um, I know it's not going to be. Uh, so that's fine. Because all no those way. shows will, yeah. no, all those shows that I want will be on Star back in February when they launch it, right? Like that's that's where all the FX shows are going to be, right? So that's that's where I will spend time in the Disney app, whereas. The Disney section of the Disney app is where my kids will spend a lot of time, I hope, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm okay with that. But the Marvel section is where I spend a lot of time. Well, and I okay. spend a lot of time at the Star Wars section. Yeah, I was just going to talk and about Lucasfilm. Even National Geographic, if you got some updates there. I didn't write any of it down. <laughs> there's, only, there's only two. There's uh, only two I can give them to you. But Lucasfilm, I'm, there are some things that are cool. I own the Death Star. I own Tatooine. It's all mine. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. 
Love it. Um, and they got Hayden Christensen back for Darth Vader, which is so I, cool. I was already on board when Ewan was in, right? Like, yeah. yeah. You had me at Ewan, Star Wars. You had me at Ewan. But for then, sure. like, with Hayden, it's become... It's it's appointment viewing now. Like I'll watch this whole damn series. Like I wonder how I'm they're excited. gonna. I wonder if they're gonna interact because as far as we know, they, they was... said there's going to be a duel. Oh okay. They said they're going to do a duel, right? So a lot of people lost their minds on Twitter and stuff because um, they were like, "Holy shit!" Like, well, well, with current technology, current special effects, like you're telling me you're gonna make something better than what we saw at the end of Sith, right? Um, right. And they're like, "Yeah, we are." And so it's and the people involved. Right, like Dave Filoni seems to know what the hell he's doing, man. I'm excited. I'm excited for that one. Ooh, hope he gets the high ground again. Ah, there's an Ashoka Tano series. Do you know what that is? I am. I'm gonna be. I'll make a B minus of excitement on that one. Yeah. I like Rosario, and for there's so many Mandalorian fans that she just popped in there, right? Right, but they knew what they like. They popped her in with the idea of like we're introducing so now they've they've i don't want to step on toes here but like we know that they're doing a mandalorian universe now right because there's another show outside of ashoka that's also related right so um yeah and and she's uh, one of the most popular new characters she's from the clone wars yeah and she's like she's um dual darth maul in that Mm -hmm. and they actually got like live mod like um of the original actor, what's his name? Ray something, I believe. Um, Ray Parker, who did okay. uh, the original Darth Maul. Like, they actually did um, okay. film him doing this fight scene with the stunt actress. Like, it's a real film. It's like a really cool animated scene. Nice. Um, so she's um, been yeah, a really so that's popular be a good character. One. So that, that might be, be a, a cool, that might be yeah. a cool Jedi story. Um, yeah. If they get Jedis right this time. Well, let's just assume what's going to happen happens, right? Star Wars at this point is becoming so big as a universe that you're going to have five different takes on Jedis now, right? Like, I'm sure at some point we're going to find the abuse of alcoholic Jedi who just needs to get his shit together too. And no, like that like, doesn't fly like as either, but it's going to be there. Right? I just want, I just want some of the original rules of how someone like gains yeah, yeah. and learns how to use the force to be. Uh, things that so. that'll it, as long as it's a Favreau Filoni and it falls into the Mandalorian world, yeah, it's going to be fine because we know that, right? Because they what was the other one they announced? Do you have uh, that there's one? There's two more. There's Andor. Yeah. Uh, that's that is linked, right? Yeah, I think so. And okay. then a Star Wars: The Bad Batch. Oh, so sorry, no. Andor is not linked because Andor would have been. Is that the one with Pedro Pascal? No, no not that's a movie. Uh, with the. Uh, I know who you no. mean. The Rogue, the Rogue One. Uh, ah, okay. Sequel. Yeah. So Andor is linked. Then you're right. Yeah. yeah I Bad think Batch that's... is not. Bad Batch is not. Andor's... Andor is right. And it's so... part of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's Star Wars Vision, Star Wars Lando, Star yeah. Wars The Acolyte, and Star Wars A, Dro- A Droid Story. Like, holy yeah. crap. Oh, yeah. Um, and it'll be fun to kind of like start interweaving like what's. Well, we're going to know what's good. And some of that stuff's not going to be that great mm-hmm. because it's just the way Disney does their productions, right? Like some of these are just really behind the scenes documentary things that they put together as a show to make you feel like it's a show, but it's not, right? Like, um, so that's where a droid story might just turn out to be like 12 
like eight minute little shorts because they do that kind of shit, right? They'll announce something and then it turns out to be that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff there to be excited about. Yeah, we're and or we're agree. So that's the one. That's the Rogue One sequel. Yeah, so that's a movie or a show. That's the that's got the kid, the guy, Diego Luna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one. No, so then that's not going to tie into Mandalorian. Well, I think um, they all take place around the same time. Like it's all supposed to be. Yeah, insane. no. Um, I agree with that. That's all the same time, whatever. But there was they had said Ashoka and the Mandalorian will have like an eventual event series where they all come together. So mm. like the, the three different shows, um, like the universe. Yeah. 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 So I'm going <laughs> to try to figure out Rangers of the new Republic. Okay. Oh, oh. that's the spinoff. I don't um, have that one on here. Yeah. Rangers of the new Republic is the one that's going to be with Ahsoka as the spinoff of the Mandalorian. So those three shows will come together into like a, I guess what they were trying to do with the Daredevil and all those shows on Marvel, right? You mean what they did successfully with the Defenders? Oh, yeah, they did do it. Sorry, I missed <laughs> the, event, the Defenders. The Defenders. Um, yeah, so the Rangers of the Republic. I can get you a little bit more detail on that if you're curious, but, you know, it's not that big a deal. They almost did so well with that little, like, Netflix version of those characters. Like, I still think Daredevil is really great. Yeah. And Punisher oh, was yeah, awesome. No. Um. And that came up in other news, right? The Daredevil stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on the Marvel side, right? He's so a free he'll be agent in... again. Well, yeah, I think it's almost been confirmed at this point. And he's going to be in the new Spider-Man too. I, they've most likely, <laughs> with, most with likely, everybody else, yeah, most likely, everyone under the sun. Him and Deadpool. Um, yeah. So, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka are both Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Okay. Um. And then as for Andor, the Diego Luna one, that's mm. just a, a spinoff series off of Rogue One, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who's behind that show just yet, I can tell you. But it'll be interesting. They had a lot of stuff. Um, Rogue One has been my favorite yeah. of the new. Like, Diego Luna's a really good actor. Six years of Star Wars. Yeah. He's a really good actor too, and a little underrated for for how good he is. Um, yeah, so that was exciting. Like, do you want to get into the movies now for Star Wars? Because that was ex- some exciting news as well. Like the Rogue Squadron movie. Yeah, that's the the what's her name? Patty the director. That's the one, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear the casting rumors? No, no, no. Tell me. Apparently she wants Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, which of course is like bullshit because somebody just wrote a blog and it got to like my news section and I got really mad about that. Right? I was like, come on. She can't see any other actor and actress. Right? Like, come on. Give her some credit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that'll be fun too. I know Stellan Skarsgård is going to be in the Andor show. Which one is Stellan? Is that the dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Right? Okay. So, you know, um, the crazy doctor from Marvel. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. I know who he is. I just, he's got, yeah, like, no, many... I love him. Anything he'll be, anything he's in, I'll watch. So it's like they had me there too. There's just like, a oh. lot of scars guards. That's yeah, all. yeah. Got to keep track of them. Stellan's the best one. So Star Wars is looking like it might redeem itself a little bit. Yeah, um, we'll see. <laughs> in time, we'll tell. I mean, they've, they've scrapped some of the bigger stuff that was going to come. Speaking of not redeeming itself, there's another Indiana yeah. Jones coming out too. 
under the Lucasfilms. Do you think it's umbrella. not going to redeem four? You think? <sighs> I mean, I I believe the only reason they're making it is because they all have a bad taste in their mouth about just seems how to four me went down. The Harrison Ford is overacting. He just wants to make benches and tables and not act anymore. It just seems like he keeps getting. He's like yeah. Michael Corleone, man. Every time he thinks he's out, they pull him back in. Apparently, he's the one who kind of had the push for this, though. Uh, Did you hear? Well, we'll see so, if he's like that well, on screen because he. Good. Well, I think that I think okay, so. I think the question really is, when's the last time we've seen him be good in something? Right? Air Force One um, or something. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's a kind of an an era ago. Right. So. It's not impossible for a guy who's been out of it from a giving the shit meter to kind of come back once in a while and be like, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out like this. Right. And who's your he favorite? Wasn't, Is it Richard well, no. Kimball? Is it the, no, no. I'm so I'm just saying like, so you see Mickey Rourke who like disappears, came back and kind of put it together for like a movie or two. And then like he yeah. disappears again. Right. Um, and then like a John Travolta kind of had that, whatever. I'm not saying Harrison Ford needs a re whatever. I'm just saying it's been, I mean, the last thing I obviously saw him in was Star Wars, right? Right, right, right. And it's not like he was a bad Han. He was a fine Han, but he was a Han who didn't give a fuck, right? Yeah, like, he, just, he was a fun. He, he looked the part, dude. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, nobody's ever watched a Star Wars movie and been like, well, hand that person an Oscar, right? So it's like he did perfectly fine as what he needed to do. Sure. But even he didn't show up enough to be like giving himself credit for what he should have done. You know what I mean? Like I think Alec um, Guinness won I liked an Oscar. him in 42. I liked him and and so it's I'm gonna say it's been like seven, eight years, right? Since he's given a shit. Because even Blade Runner 2049, great movie, but that's a Ryan Gosling movie. And even Harrison Ford kind of does a disjustice to like his old Blade Runner by like how little he gives a shit in 2049. Mm-hmm. Right. Um yeah, he doesn't care, man. So the hope I have here is a long ways to say is he was very adamant when they were trying to get like Chris Pratt or someone to be the new rebooted Indiana Jones that no one else was Indiana Jones. So if you're going to take that stance as Harrison, um, and we know he's done a lot for the movies in that he like doesn't take a salary. He takes like first dollar box office, all that kind of stuff. So he, he puts, he puts it on the line for them. But like, is this the one where he's like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to take the cortisone shot and the shot of steroids and like, just make myself get through these 90 days of shooting and deliver the damn best performance I can on the way out the door. Or is it just going to be like, he shows up and just ruins fucking Indy forever. Right? Like those are the only two options we have. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping it's like that old quarterback who's out there for the last go. And he just like John Elway's it into the end zone and like breaks his back doing a stunt, but like, fuck, it looked so good. Right, like I hope it happens, because um, that you, means then. Do you think that gives a shit? Yeah, so I think that's a little bit of both, like the actor trying again, or like Mickey Rourke. He was sort of big in the wrestler. Yeah, and, I mean, but it was only because Iron Aaron Man thing. Yeah, right. But that he cashed in, right? Like but that was, was Mickey Rourke was never acclaimed as like having real acting chops. No, no, he ever. was in his in the late eighties. Like people. And then he I was, think he was just he was sorta, a part of the 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 Brat Pack, and he was probably just, one of the best actors in the Brat Pack in his day. 
it's sort of just good casting that brought him back, right? Like, no, 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 no. I well, think no. Give, give credit to like a guy like Darren Aronofsky to be like, I, I'm gonna look for my Travolta, right? Because it's like nobody said. Yeah. And like you weren't going to say that Travolta was a critically acclaimed actor either, but he was really good in the late seventies at what he was doing. And, and Tarantino was like, you know what, that that's, we need that magic again. Right. So Aronofsky kind of was like, we need that magic again, but Rourke is Rourke. He's just a little bit outside of his head. Right. So he wasn't going to run with it the way Travolta did. Um, but there's other guys who have that sort of, like, um, on a very low, low level, Hugh Grant is doing it right now, where he's just the old man. They find the like, right casting find, again. Like they find, yeah, this they is find their sweet spot now. again. Yeah. yeah, right. And and you need someone who believes that this guy can do this thing that he's never done before. Yeah, right. So then that's McConaughey where it all comes had together. It a little bit when he started speaking slow. So that being said, I'm excited that the Indiana Jones is a thing. My concern is more or less. Actually, you know what? No, I'll t- I'll tell you why I'm excited. It's because of the people involved. Spielberg's not going to direct, and I and that made me excited because okay. that was a bit of what the the mess with Kingdom of Crystal Skull or whatever it was was yeah. um, was more or less that they kind of gave him his, his carte blanche. Right. And the first two or in the first trilogy, right. The first three were so good was George Lucas was way more involved. Right. He was like, man, this is my story. My characters, I'm writing it, Steven, you're just kind of making it because I trust you to make like that, that, that cowboy Western James Bond movie we're after. But, Crystal Skull just took it in this weird-ass fucking direction. Yeah. I have to say, George Lucas' properties are better when George Lucas is involved, it seems to me. Yeah, right? So the fourth one, he was. He wrote it. Yeah. He, but apparently he didn't. He was too busy, like, figuring out how to sell Lucasfilm at the time, right? Oh, yeah. Because four came out, like, right after, right? It was one of the first things Disney was like, hey, we bought Lucasfilm. Here's Indiana 4. Um but that was the idea. It was so rushed and shitty. And they were obviously trying to set up Shia to be like the new rebooted whatever. And that all failed. Yeah. The only reason I like this, I, or I have some hope you're making me feel bad about this, man. I was really fucking excited when I heard this news and now I'm like, Oh, why am I setting myself up for heartbreak again? Sorry. Um, but okay. Screenwriter, Jonathan Kasdan. Love that guy. Philip Kaufman. Love him. Right? These guys know what they're doing when it comes to writing screenplays. The story is apparently based on George Lucas. So George Lucas sat down with these guys and was like, if you're going to make a fifth and it's going to be a final, this is the fucking story and this is how it should be. Um, and then Spielberg was like, I'm too busy making shitty movies right now, which was a godsend. Um, no offense to Spielberg, but it's been a while since he's made something that really makes you go, holy shit. He, he makes a lot of stuff, but it's not been great for a decade. Um they got James Mangold, who's I think a really underrated director um, when it comes to what making things. So he's co-written things like uh, the Wolverine and Logan, okay, right, and Three Ten to Yuma, the oh. the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed things like Walk the Line back in two thousand five and Girl Interrupted. 
uh, and most recently Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, okay. Right. So like he he has he can do things like he knows what he's kind of. He okay. directed Logan, right? He directed Logan. Well, if you can work with Christian right. Bale, I think you can work with Harrison Ford. They both yeah, seem yeah, sort if, of no, like tough if you actors. can make yeah. yeah, and if you can handle egos like a Matt Damon with a Christian Bale, um, I'm sure Hugh Jackman didn't have a huge. Ego, yeah. but Jackman I heard Patrick seems... Stewart is a dick to work. <laughs> and, and to me, like uh, Matt Damon would be a lot easier to work with than Christian right? Bale. So I... I've got, I have, I have faith in the people they've got behind the camera. Um, and then I've got faith in the guys who wrote it, and I have faith in Harrison saying, "Listen, I did not like what happened with Four, and there's no way Indy goes out like this, right?" Like. He seems to have some sort of vested interest he in wanting to make. Yeah, he has. I think he. I, never, I don't think he'll ever admit it in history because it would be too much flack to take for a guy who doesn't give a shit about people. Yeah. But if you asked him privately, I, I bet you Harrison Ford would say, "I like the character Indiana Jones way more than I ever liked Han Solo." He hated Star Wars, man. Yeah. Right. So there's no reason he wouldn't want to be like, "I I want to make that work way more than I give a rat's ass about Han Solo." Right, like I think he looks at Star Wars as Hamill's thing, right? Like that's Hamill and Fisher's thing. That's not really mine, because um, I have my thing, right? And I mean, I'll do a quick ten-second tangent. I, I read an article on Francis Ford Coppola, who was talking about George Lucas and saying one of the worst things that kind of happened was the huge success that he had with Star Wars, because he had done such great work before with THX um, 1338 or whatever and American Graffiti. Yeah that like a, a Western in his hands or a romantic comedy in his hands could have been amazing, but we never got the chance to see it. Right. Um, and he's told George this to his face or whatever, right? Like, cause Coppola brought him up, right? Like he, like he was his mentor and Lucas was his protege and it just happened to go that way. Um, Surprise, that's always one got, of the interesting things, right? We could have got Nick Cage in a right? Star Wars film. If they were that close, man, that would have been, no, I Good. think they were so close that he was like, you don't want him in. <laughs> you don't want Star my Wars. nephew. <laughs> you don't want my nephew. They could have made like Las Vegas graffiti. I wouldn't love Nicolas Cage. Just Nick Cage screaming Metachlorians or something. Hey, have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and being until you pissed blood? Yeah, man. Like, um, <laughs> it, it's so I'm excited for Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones 5. All right. Use what else we force, got? Use the force, Luke. Use the force. Hi, fucking yeah! Disney had a lot of shit, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So the other film, um, we're still not into Marvel yet either. Um, I know. We're still on Lucas. There's a Taika Waititi movie uh, that's unannounced or anything at this point. Mm -hmm. But that'll be fun, perhaps. Like, I don't know what he'll do with the... Is it a Star Wars thing? It's a Star Wars movie. But based on the logo they kind of showed, um, it's very much a Ragnarok kind of Star Wars movie. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Let's see where we go with that, right? Like, yeah. I'm excited to see that. Sure. Um, a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Droid show. Lando. What do you think of Lando? I, don't I feel have, like that's the I one that... I have a lot of opinions because I didn't see yeah. the new Han Solo, so I don't know that direction. From what I understand, though, his backstory is not what original fans expected from his backstory. I just feel like there's there was going to be a point where you put out that much stuff and not everything's going to work. And I yeah. think that might be one of them. Um, Billy D is in the third movie, isn't he? Lando's in that third one, isn't he? I didn't watch it, but isn't he in there as an old yeah. man? 
Yeah, yeah. So, okay, go go ahead. What else we got for Star Wars? Because I know there's a couple. That's all I got for that... Star Wars for Lucasfilms. Okay, so the other is done. So Walt Disney Films, this is, so like there's three tiers, right? There's Marvel, there's Lucas, and there's Walt Disney, at least that I wrote down anyway. So Walt Disney Films, uh, things like Hocus Pocus 2. Mm-hmm. Which uh, we already knew was coming, I think. Okay. Like, a little, a couple of months ago, I think people knew that was coming. I'm sure I'll end up watching it on streaming or something, but mm-hmm. not not before that. Three Men and a Baby is getting a remake with Zac Efron. Yep. Ha, quirky. Yeah, um, it's a perfect Disney movie. There's going to be a new Sister Act. Yeah. Okay, this is a weird one that like might call for actually a good movie it doesn't sound it in the title but there's like a live action hybrid of chip and dale coming out rescue rangers starring john mulaney and andy samberg so you would yeah. think garbage right you'd think like what's going on like Alvin no, no. and the chipmunks like all those things but it's a lonely island so like it's gonna yeah. be fantastic it's gonna be funny right yeah. i'm gonna go back to lando for one second oh. i think me and you both we're excited, but we need to. We didn't hear the news we needed to hear to be excited. Which is, if you are going to announce the show, are you going to tell me if it's going to be Donald Glover playing him or not? Because I don't know if I care. that's no, no, that's what because you haven't seen Han, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm telling you, Donald Glover is that movie. He's right? good like in he, it. He yeah. no, he he is a he's a fanboy. And he's a Lando fanboy, so okay. he's always expressed interest in wanting to play Lando more. Oh, okay. But the problem, I think, is now he is Donald Glover, whereas he was Donald Glover, right? I think like he back was. then, right? No, but I mean, when he when when Han, I think when now Han he's out. now he's become this next level. So I don't know if and and, and doesn't matter how fucking artistic you are. There's always a dollar amount. Yeah, but what and uh, what I'm saying is he may have priced himself out of the show, right? So I hope what has he done since Lando? No, but it's just that this is America stuff, and now all the artwork, and then all of the fashion shit. So it's like, do you think this is America came out after Lando? After Han Solo, yeah. I I don't know, man. Um, You can take a look. I'm not. I think it would have been around in and around, but like that was 2018 for that. And then I think mm-hmm. Han Solo was also 2018, but I think it was one of those things where, um, I think that was yeah 2018. Yeah. So I think he was already Donald Glover, like he'd already done Atlanta and stuff. No, he too. had definitely yeah. So it was May 2018 for Solo, and then like he goes Stratosphere when he re- releases that later on in the summer. All right, so um, that's fine. That's cool, but can you afford? That's the question. So anyways, sure, now sure. we're on to, on to some of the things you were talking about movie-wise. Hocus Pocus 2 for sure. Um, <laughs> interesting. They got the full cast. Right? They haven't confirmed it, but the rumors are you got Midler, Who's you got Sarah Jessica. Oh, yeah. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy, right? So the word is that all right. three have agreed to do the movie. Wow. Um, None of them were too busy. <laughs> No one's going to say no to money, right? And, and, and at, no, and at this point, like, why are, if you're HBO Max and you're Disney, the reason you are doing all this right now is you're just, you're throwing money at people that they can't say no to. Well, the only one who I would think would maybe not do it because she doesn't need to is Bette Midler. Like, the other two I can oh, see no, wanting to do it more. Here's, he, here's the thing, too. 
part two. Okay. Um, the, the little known thing that we never talk about with these streaming services outside of the cost that I talked about earlier is it's a re it's a really great place for a bet Midler who now gets to get her paycheck, make the movie that she probably has always wanted to make. But she was always worried about making because in 1999, when you make a sequel or 2004, when you make the sequel and it crashes at the box office and it comes in fourth, people yeah. know. Yeah. But nobody knows now. Okay. Right. So it's so much safer for a Sarah Jessica Parker and a Bette Midler to be like, I'm taking the money and I'm making the movie because you know what? My PR and Disney's PR is just going to tell everybody it was a fucking hit anyways. Mm-hmm. I think people will watch it. Why I don't not? think it's a, I don't think people are like, yeah. I want to go to see it in the theater, but I'll wait for it for streaming or something. But that's the world, right? Yeah. That's, that's our streaming world where we're going to take all this stuff and be like, Oh yeah. Hocus Pocus 2 was amazing. I'm so glad they made it. I don't know why we waited, but had it actually come out and through a normal market, the market would have decided maybe it, it wasn't good. And They're now making, um, a Midler doesn't have to have her ego hurt that way. Right? Like, sure. They're making a Tom Hanks Pinocchio movie. That's the other that. one I'm talking, right? Again, Tom Hanks, because I guess he'll be Geppetto. Yeah, yeah. And it's a Robert Zemeckis. So is Tom Hanks okay? So is he and those guys that like work a, together, right? So an American they did, accented yeah. man named Geppetto, or are they gonna call him like Joe? No, he'll do the Italian. I'm sure he will. Will he is he an accent guy? I guess. He can he he's done it before. Yeah, many I guess times. So. The terminal yeah. he did an accent, Eastern right. European. He's done them before. Bite well. to eat. Bite to um, eat. But to eat. But to, to eat. eat. <laughs> you want to, you like bite to eat? Bite to eat? I take you bite to eat? What oh, did the... Eat to bite? Eat to bite? <laughs> what did the Napoleon say to Josephine before first date? <laughs> I tell you next time. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. Robert Zemeckis, right? So they did Polar Express together. Sure. Um, Robert Zemeckis, Robert like Zemeckis did uh, A Christmas Carol, right? The Jim Carrey one, right? So they've got... Their history. Well, the one thing they were really, really pumping at the investor day was like, we put a lot of money into the special effect of Pinocchio himself. Oh, um, Like of making him look He's right. Like Thanos. So, He's going to look good like Thanos. Yeah. I have, I have way more hope for Pinocchio than I do for Peter Pan and Wendy. Peter Pan, yeah. What's that? Who cares? Jude I like Law Jude Law. As, as, yeah. as Captain Hook. All right, could be interesting, but I, 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 I never got into Peter Pan in the first place. What was the last one uh, with the right. guy from Tron? Um, Legacy, Hulk. Tron Hulk. Legacy, or the guy who oh, played Hulk, Hulk. Yeah, Hook. I think it, mm -hmm. was that called Hook. I don't know. One? Wasn't Hook with Robin Williams? Hook is Robin Williams. Yeah. So what's yeah. that other one called? And they have that stupid no Nirvana idea. song as they show up in Le Neverland. You know what I mean? The flying boat. Yeah. No where idea. that guy from Tron Legacy plays Captain Hook as a young Captain Hook. Well, I know what you're saying, but side. I'm not even gonna. I don't. Movie. Not a hundred percent sure. And Hugh Jackman was in it, right? He was Blackbeard. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think before we get to the Marvel, we're just running through Disney stuff right now, right? Sure. Yeah. They're making a Little Mermaid. Yeah, that'll They're be okay. They're making a Lion King prequel. What was that one called again? Uh, I don't. I don't. I didn't get a title. Oh, for they it. Just, just said the prequel, yeah. Lion King prequel, yeah. and um, they're like Cruella. I guess is getting a lot of good. Like, um, who's playing Cruella? Is it Emma Stone or something? 
Interesting. Is that right? Could be. I didn't hear, I don't remember hearing that one, to be honest. Yeah. So Cruella, I mean the Pinocchio Cruella and the Peter Pan right? and then like Sister Act you kind of touched on, the third. Um and it's gonna be whoopee, so that'll be interesting. Um I, I am actually I am down for that Cruella. Sister Act movie. three? Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, I was like, if you're down for Sister Act three and you're not down for Indiana Jones five, we've got to talk, but no. Um, no. a seek, I guess one of the movies I'm kind of secretly like excited for is disenchanted. Okay. Yeah. I'm an Amy, Adam, uh, Amy Adams fan, right? Like, um, see, and I feel the same like about Emma Stone. Fan. Yeah. So I'll, I'll watch that. I'll I think she's going to be a great, she plays a great crazy. I think. Is that Tiana or something? I don't know. I know Moana and Tiana and. And Kanto. There was like a lot of stuff in, on the Pixar side too that was really expressive. There were yeah. some that I didn't write down. Yeah, a lot of those. Ones. So uh, there's one, right? For when it comes to Pixar, there was a lot announced. That's fun for the kids. I'll definitely sit down and watch. But there's one. There is one coming out of Pixar that I know that hey, if the kids, shit, if they're not going to be around for a couple of days and that movie hits, I'm probably going to watch it without them and I'll just watch it again. Give it to me, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear origin movie oh, from Pixar. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So the movie is light. Okay. So remember when you watched Toy Story one? No. And whatever, man. <laughs> Too cool, right? So Toy Story, though, like I when still we watch. <laughs> okay. So when you're watching Toy Story one and and the Buzz Lightyear toy gets open, we learn that the Buzz Lightyear toy is based off of a real life astronaut. Who's oh. been in like movies and shows, right? Like it's it's based off of a Buzz Lightyear, the man. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. So the action figure is based off of that guy. And you see like a commercial on the TV in the back of like Toy Story One and stuff, like talking about the guy. That's the movie they made. They made the movie of Buzz Lightyear, the real story of the test pilot who inspired the toy. So okay, so is it Tim Allen still? Well, no, Tim Allen was the toy. So who would be, who do you think in the Disney world, who's probably out of work right now, oh. could kind of have the voice and the majesty to carry a movie that requires someone to have like an American captain-like? No way. Of course. It's Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Chris Evans is going to be lending his voice to the real buzz as he goes to. Is it still going to be animated and beyond. Yeah, it's a Pixar movie. Oh, right. Okay. Man, so it's going to be fantastic. I want to see him play him live. <laughs> so there, I'm there. I'm, I'm ready for that one, right? Okay, um, I guess so. Sure. Yeah, I am there for that one. That's, that's one of the few, I guess, and then from the Pixar side of things. But there are, there's a lot that they announced that's really kind of fun um, for people who've got, like, kids and shit. I wonder if he'll use his Boston accent. Like if he, he speaks as in, he in could. Israel, he could use his real voice. He right? could. We don't know. We That'd have no cool. idea. Yeah. That could be interesting. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. Cool. There's a lot of stuff that was announced for the Hulu side of things, right? That is interesting, but we didn't get a lot of coverage for in Canada. Um, but we should, because it's going to be there in February, right? Like there is a new John Stamos show coming. Great. Yeah. Tell me what right? you know. Um, so, They've got a new show with Yvette Nicole Brown, who's the uh, who's the, um, Shirley from Community, right? And uh, she's going to be in a show with John Stamos where he's a head basketball coach and she's like the school's dean, right? So I'm sure that's perfectly Disney. Um, 
from the National Geographic side. And this is the fun one because I do spend a lot of time on that part of the app. That's where I kind of get my dollars worth. It's like outside of all the cartoons and the Simpsons, you can get some fun stuff. Um, but our, another man from our Disney Marvel universe has a new show that'll be on National Geographic. Um, if you had one actor in the Marvel universe who would be wanting to test the limits of his body and his endurance in various exotic locales, who do you think that would be? That'd be Chris Hemsworth, right? Chris Hemsworth on the new show Limitless on National Geographic. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, he's like a true, true Australian yeah. guy, right? He's not exactly. afraid of anything, it seems like. He's it's, just adventurous. and It's been pitched as one part science, one part action adventure, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to... He's going to do things like get into the glacial waters and see how long his body can handle cold, frigid temperatures compared to others. And right. Um, so that'll be a fun one if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, we talked about this guy earlier, though. Hey, eh? Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Darren Aronofsky's producing a series for National Geographic uh, called Welcome to Earth. Oh. And one of these people you might know as well as a pretty big named actor. Um, he was in a Suicide Squad movie, but he's not going to be in the next one. Is this the guy, the guy who plays um, that dude who gets blown up? <laughs> I don't know. Did the Fresh Prince blow up? <laughs> I mean, kind of after. Okay. So, yeah, Fresh Prince is going to be traveling the world uh, in a Darren Aronofsky show called Welcome to Earth for National Geographic. So I'm kind of excited for those two. Um there's a handful of other ones in that sort of area. Um, Did you see after that are Earth cool. with the Fresh Prince? <laughs> it's Maybe. like that, but yeah. with a better budget. Okay, fair. And not his kid. <laughs> exactly, right? Well, Did you stop. ever grow up on Willow? Were you ever on Willow? Like, was that a thing for you as a kid? So I, yeah, a little. Yeah. Are uh, you excited? So I'm, Warwick is in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like Warwick. I liked uh, Life is Short. I was okay. a huge fan of Life is Short. That's the Ricky Gervais and Stephen, uh, uh, you know his name, don't you? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Stephen something show uh, with Warwick Davis. Merchant. Merchant. Stephen Merchant, yeah. Starring Warwick. It was a mockumentary of Warwick Davis's life. And that was a I loved that show. I think he's a good sport, so... Yeah. To do that show, at least. So, It'd be uh, interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about Alien? Were you ever a big Alien Ridley Scott movie guy? Uh, you like know the what? trilogy. Were you into the, into the world? Or are you excited for the show? I think the uh, Alien show is going to not be good, to be honest. Um, did you watch Race by Wolves? Not yet, but okay. So I haven't yet. And then I read Ridley Scott. Yeah. And and over this past weekend, you know what his quote was? Like, if you're going to watch my show, I suggest you have a few bottles of wine on hand. Wow. So even he knows it's fucked up, I guess. Oh. I like So I'm guessing it. that's, yeah, no, I, but you liked it. But is it, does it have that, um, what's the vibe of that other show that they had for a couple of years? It's like a Prometheus vibe, kind of. Is it like Prometheus meets that? What was the one with Evan Rachel Wood where they're all robots in a town or something? Westwood. Yeah, is it like that kind of meets that? Hmm. It, it is slow-paced in, okay. in so a Westworld way. That might be what way. it is. That might be why he's telling you to get the wine because it's just got to settle it's in. slow. Yeah, you got to... Yeah, it, I guess it's yeah. 
dark too. Film like the palette's very dark. Yeah. So okay. yeah, maybe. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Taika earlier. Did you know you had another project at Disney still too? What else does he have? Yes, I think I know. Remind me what it is. Uh, did you hear about Reservation Dogs? No. It's a television no. show. Yeah. So you co-created a show that's going to be on FX, on Hulu, on Star globally. Um, Half-hour comedy show about uh, four Native American teenagers with uh, Taika as a co-creator. Reservation Dogs. I thought it would be... Like, you can kind of see where they're going with that one. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I think the other one that's going to make your bang for your buck... Um, like, you know, if, if you're subscribing to Disney, you want something that's not always kids shit, right? Mm-hmm. Personally. I mean, the, that stuff's all good. But uh, I was happy to see BJ Novak getting a show, too. Okay. Uh, yeah. So One I, of um, the creators of The Office, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so he's doing a show called Platform. And so I don't know how that one's going to work yet, but that'll be interesting to see as well. Okay. Kind of pumped for that. That's like what I would say is outside of that sort of Marvel star wars world and i think the last one in that whole sphere that i was really excited about with hulu was um i don't know if you heard about this one but it's called only murders in the building and who's in that one so this has got uh steve martin uh martin short and the critically uh under acclaimed selena gomez okay and, <laughs> you, yes. you, you have uh emphasized under acclaimed do you mean that no, I think she, the girl's got talent. We never really saw her dra- dramatically flex. I'm, I have no fuck. Most of those Disney kids can do it, right? Like, it doesn't really matter. I feel like when you joined into that Disney family of things, that they just automatically buy you the best, like, training you can have for dancing okay. and tra- yeah. acting and stuff. And it's really down to you on what you're going to do with it, right? Yeah. Like, you either cash out and... You know, Zach and Cody, sweet life, buy a suite and just sit on your ass for the rest of your life. You can do that. Why not? She's a little underwhelming to me. Or you go Timberlake, right? And you're like, yeah. they fucking paid me to do all this. No, I, I like the idea of branching out. If you're going to do it, do it with guys like Steve Martin or, uh, and uh, Martin Short. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might get somewhere, right? Like if the idea is to shed some of the image. Yeah. I'll watch anything with those two guys anyways. I like them both, yeah. Yeah, so I'll watch anything with those guys. We haven't even got to Marvel yet, and I'm excited well, to talk to you about Marvel. Yeah, I was gonna let's. I was gonna say let's leave this not for last, but it's just like there's so much. So they've released three new um, Disney Plus items: Secret mm-hmm. Invasion, Yep, Ironheart, and Armor mm-hmm. Wars, and those mm-hmm. are all Iron Man related stories, eh? Right. That makes me wonder what's happening. <laughs> Iron if you're Heart, Tom Holland, you're really pissed off now. Well, okay, so if you know or don't know about Secret Invasion and Ironheart um, and uh, Armor Wars, like these are all kind of related to the Tony Stark uh, like character arc, I guess. I, even though that rhymes, I don't like that it rhymes, but yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, Secret Invasion kind of links to Captain Marvel as well, no? Yeah. Based on um, MCU, I guess. And that's going to star um, Samuel L. Jackson, I guess. So, yeah, let's let's get into Secret Invasion before we get into Ironheart and the others, because were you not a little surprised by that one? And that not, not like the, oh, my goodness, it was totally unexpected. We didn't know we were getting a, a Talos and Nick Fury show. Mm-hmm. I was really more surprised in, 
You're going to burn that on a Marvel show? That to me felt like a, right. That to me felt like, whoa, you guys just took like an Infinity War level storyline and have made it into an eight episode. This happened, by the way. Um, So you're going to tell me that at some point in in the past between Captain Marvel and Avengers 1 that this shit already happened? Yeah. So how. It's a big retcon, right? That's a big retcon. If that's how it's going down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or if this show is to set up a movie, then I'm okay. If this is happening current, like now where Secret Invasion is taking place on the sword um, spaceship that Nick Fury was last seen on at the end of the last Spider-Man movie, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, If that's where it's picking up from, I'm okay with it. Because then we're leading into it, but... I I felt like that this was going to be bigger, right? Like, but if they're going to go back and show me that this happened between Captain Marvel and Avengers, then I have a problem because I think it's happening after. And the reason I think that is because they teased the um, the scroll being on Earth at the end of Far From Home, right? So the crawler, the the in, in case you don't know, and maybe you've seen Captain Marvel look the crawler, the space shifting uh, aliens that are in Captain Marvel. And at the end of Spider-Man, they um, showed that they were imitating or like uh, working with impersonating, Nick, right? impersonating, yeah. I think Nick Fury, right? Yeah. I mean, the, so the layman's, the layman's summary for those who don't watch Marvel stuff, but are for some reason listening to this. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, well no, I, I mean, yeah, no, that happens, right? The scrolls, the scrolls were people we thought were bad turned out to be good. Yeah. Long, long and, time ago. And Nick apparently has been working with them. And now let's see what they've been doing. And they're but, like Pepsi Cola right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, my, that was my shock. Like Ironheart, we knew that show was coming. Armor Wars, we didn't know was coming, but makes sense. Whereas Secret Invasion to me, I was like, whoa, th- this better be setting up like the Secret Invasion Avengers movie or something. Like it can't, you can't work, waste this storyline yeah. um, just here. I don't think. I think that the best one is Armor Wars. Yeah. And the reason is because I think that Don Cheadle is best suited for the streaming side of the service. I, he's not, he's, I don't think he could carry his own movie. No, he, he they've never asked him to. No. Um, I think this is, that's what I'm, that's why I love this Disney platform, right? Like, mm. A Loki movie maybe could have worked, but it would have been a, a lot to ask. I think right? this, the WandaVision one could have worked. I think that Elizabeth Again, Wilson may, could do but it. But it's like, it's a lot to ask to be like, you two just carry this. Like you could have made them, but then I think, I think Marvel Studios is like at that point where they're too bruised if you don't make 500 million at the box office now. Yeah. And those are movies like a WandaVision movie, though great, would have made 300, 400 million would have been a huge hit for anybody else, but not big enough for Disney. Yeah, so I think I they know. found them in a spot where they have to be like, Hey, that Loki movie, we could have made it for 120 and probably would have done 550 globally, but it's not a billion. And everybody expects a billion when we put out a movie now. So let's just put this on the service, put it on the service, right? Paul Bettany had his, had a shot earlier in like the early two thousands. Yeah, no. And I mean, but it's just, now it has to be the franchise big, big thing, right? Um, or new. It's got to be something like an Eternals that's going to bring a bunch of people out. Um, 
And that's Ironheart, why I like it. Ironheart is perfect for Disney Plus, right? Ironheart is about um, a young woman who creates her own Iron Man suit. Yeah. Do you think that this is going to build up to some sort of like battle with Spider Man? Riri something. Riri Williams. Um, Williams, yeah. With Spider Man? No, I don't think so. Because it's, it felt like they were going the route of Tom Holland steps into Iron Man, right? Um, like Peter Parker becomes Iron Man. In their MCU, right? And then they bring in a Miles Morales to be the new Spider-Man in their MCU, hmm. which was kind of where it all felt like it was going. Interesting. But I don't, right? Because it just felt like you watch Spider-Man Far From Home and it's like, yeah, Stark picked him, obviously. Stark wants him to fucking be Iron Man um, eventually. And That's what you got from that? Yeah, and and you also see the Miles Morales kind of like, Allude, right? Like with with Donald Clover, uh, Donald Glover's scene where I think that was in the first one, even right where he's like my my nephew Miles or whatever. That's um, right. Yeah, he yeah he plays uh, right. That, so yeah. they they've led that up, and then not having gotten like we'll talk Spider Man three. Like we could do a whole episode on like what the rumors are <laughs> for that thing, right? Uh, but between between what Doctor Strange multiverse. And Spider-Man three are lining up to become anything Huge, is possible. Massive right? ensemble, like, films. but no, like yeah, but anything is really technically possible in those. Once you've opened that multiverse door, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's where you got to start throwing out things like, "Oh, I thought Peter Parker was going to become Iron Man because who knows, man? Tom Cruise could be Iron Man from here on out. Like we don't know. No, yeah. Like at this point, let's just see how it goes, but." I don't know. Ironheart could be interesting. I'm more excited for She-Hulk, I think, than Ironheart. Oh, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. I'm way more excited for She-Hulk, actually. Like, way more. Okay. Well, that will have Mark Ruffalo in it. And Tatiana Maslany, who's, like, a fantastic actress, right? Like, I don't know if you ever watched Orphan Black back in the day when it was on. I I did watch Orphan Black. Right? Like, she's good. Um, And, um, yeah, like, really good stuff. So I I would say that was a great casting. I'm excited to see where that one goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, less of a favorite character, I think, is She-Hulk. But um... no, but I, I like the idea of where they're going with that show. Mm-hmm. I think I like because each show's kind of has its flavor, right? Like we already know the Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be very much just like your thriller. Your your if you used to like watching Twenty Four and you liked watching Person of Interest, you're going to love watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? right? And if you loved Leave It to Beaver and you loved um, Friends, you're going to love WandaVision, right? Um, uh, if you <laughs> like Stranger Things, <laughs> no, but like, and if you liked like Suits or something where like clever people get away with clever things, you're going to love Loki, right? So everybody's got their kind of thing, right? Um, and the She Hulk one to me appeals on that. If you were into The Sopranos because you really liked when Tony and Melfi used to talk, you might like She-Hulk because okay. it's really going to get into the psychology of it, right? Like she has a psychiatrist. Well, so it, let's talk right, about like, other. Let's talk about the other one. So we've got yeah. WandaVision coming out. That's the we first, everybody knows the most about release, that one. I think yeah. yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. Loki. Did you yeah. see the trailer for the animated The What If? I did, but that again was like announced previous. Mm-hmm. Like, so for mm-hmm. me, it's like I remember going through a lot of those at the Marvel things. Um, what really caught me off guard was a lot of the announcement that we hadn't heard before, right? Yeah. 
Miss um, Marvel. I'm excited for a what if. A, That'll be okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Miss Marvel. Had, we had a bit of information. We now have more. Yeah. Um, that was sort of like announced just randomly at its own yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, um, it was nice. There's the Hawkeye series. Yeah, and and the casting being confirmed for um, Kate Bishop. Right. Yeah. I like it. I like Hallie Seinfeld and um, the Bumblebee movie. I think she'll be fine. Um, she's sure. kind of got that edge. You can, I could see her as an archer, not like, you know what I mean? Like, I think she'll be fine. Um, what we need more of a are better people with cast, bows and like, arrows fighting aliens. I, you mean like, I buy yeah. her as sort of a, a female Hawkeye brooding, tortured person who can shoot arrows way more than I would buy Selena Gomez in that role. <laughs> that <Sure>. helps. <laughs> I mean, no, but uh, yeah, totally. No, sure. no, she's good. She can act. She's Moon one of the Knight, few. Moon Knight, which I, is a series I don't care about at all. I know you don't. I, I I may care about it if they actually confirm Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. They haven't yet, but that seems to be the prevailing, like, going that way. Moon Knight if they do is it, like then I annoying Bruce Wayne, basically. That's who Moon Knight is. Yeah, that's fine. Oscar Isaac would be perfect. There's, a, um, <laughs> there's an I Am Groot series yeah. like with not like not or baby not Groot. the one i'm excited for when it comes to the guardian stuff the holiday special is that what you're getting I'm at? so jacked is it going to be like the star wars holiday special i loved that uh, so no you didn't, no, you didn't. <laughs> what do you mean the star wars holiday special is not good <laughs> no uh but i mean i want to see this in james gunn's hand i want to see what happens at this this it's not going to be longer than like 32 minutes, right? And it's really just going to be most likely a story of like Groot and Rock, like Rocket trying to figure out what's in the presence and like a three <laughs> second, like a 30 second thing from Star-Lord being like, I told you guys to stop trying to open, right? Like it's going to be so fucking dumb, but I'm yeah. down. I'm, I'm there for it because my kids are going to love it and it's, it's going to be funny. Fun. It, I think it will be fun. We got a name for the Ant-Man movie. Yes, Quantumania. Yeah. Now, what are you more excited about, having the name or knowing who the villain's going to be? Who's the villain? <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, who's the villain going to be? Buddy, we're getting our new Thanos. Okay, so who's Thanos level to you in the Marvel Cosmic world? Uh... Who, could, who could be somebody who is going to stick around for... At least a whole phase of movies. Uh, Galactus. And very close. Very close. Kang the Conqueror. Okay. Yeah. Right. Kang the so Conqueror. we're going to see time traveling villain Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Who obviously can come through the Quantumania and right into multiverse and right into Spider-Man 3. And then, yeah. Galactus, I think we're getting there, but I don't think we get there until we see like a Namor and a Warlock. Well, okay, so a, a movie that was announced, Fantastic Four movie, that's how there we introduced go. Galactus, right? There we go. Do you think that's where they come in? I mean, we could pull it the old, like the way that the original Fantastic Four did and introduce Silver Surfer and go through yeah. that kind of thing. I think that they start there because they're, the, I think they're we got a pretty space, big, right? I think we got a pretty big hint without getting any hints, but I think we got a huge hint. As to what Disney is planning with Fantastic Four. Yeah. Because they only announced one thing. Right? They announced the name. 
Fantastic Four and we're making it, but attached to that, only one nugget of information came out. Do you know? Do you remember? Tell me. It's going to be directed by John Watts, who has literally directed Spider-Man 1 and 2 and is going to be directing Spider-Man 3. Right. So what does that man know about Spider-Man 3 that only he can know about Fantastic Four? Those two, that's like not a coincidence that that guy's been lined up to make mm-hmm. this movie, right? Right. Um, connect the dots where you will there, right? Like it's, it's going to be fun. That's all I'm going to say. So like, I think it'll be an interesting Fantastic Four when you have it in that, in that tone, in those John Watts tones of movies. Like, That's it'll be a good. tough team. I think the Fantastic Four is a tougher team to do really well than people give credit for. Right. Because they're sort of silly. Yeah. They were the first team, right? The first, there's the, they're the Marvel's first family, as they call them. And they were sort of a silly, like, elasticy guy and, like, a big rock man. Like, they're not really edgy. So no. the Josh Trank version that tried to make him super edgy missed the mark big time. I like the original better than his, like the kind of campy, bright colored version. Like that's almost closer to what you have to do for them. They're tough, I think. Yeah, I, I, I have a take for it that could work in the Marvel Universe for that group of four characters. But it... I don't think Feige's going to do it because I think it would be called, he'd look at it as borrowing. But if you could do the less R-rated version and the less foul-mouthed version of the boys, don't make them super evil, but make them egocentric. Fantastic Four characters? Yeah, right? You could take that tact of like, and we're getting to a point where there's just so many of these superheroes that there are mm. at some point would probably be a group of four who would be like, fuck it, we're doing like our own branding and Nike is doing our uniforms, mm-hmm. right? Like, just somebody who takes it that way, and it could be them. And if it's that Spider-Man, John wants to kind of feel like you can kind of see how he could do that well. Um, but who knows? Like, this is all out the window, man. Like, I would love to see Galactus. You're not wrong, but like, we haven't seen Namor. And like, I think yeah, that's coming. So much. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's been hinted at a few times. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Namor's in secret invasion, man. You think? Well, I, I don't know about in the movie, but in the storyline, he is. Yeah. That's, that's, that's right. But like Warlock, right? I'm just dying to wait for the day. It's, uh, it's interesting. I'm just waiting for Adam Warlock. Like I, I just, I wonder if they lose some of the mainstream popularity when they start getting real weird, like into the real comic book storylines. I wonder if they lose like some of those people. Who they just will, don't but I mean, they've yeah. done a really good job of balancing what is not going to work and what can mm-hmm. like, we have to remember where these guys started and they made Iron Man one. And that was a movie that like, we only watched it because to us it felt real, right? Like it felt a, like a reality. And then they made enough of them that by the time we watched Guardians of the Galaxy, we started to, we're like, yeah, of course there's a fucking tree that can talk. Yeah. It did not take long for us to suspend the disbelief, right? Of being like, we weren't going to watch Iron Man unless we like felt like that iron was actually iron. Right. And now it's like, yeah, there's a fucking raccoon. What do you want? Right. Mm-hmm. And now we're prepped at a point where like, oh yeah, yeah. celestial beings. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Eternals will be fantastic. Once you've gotten into the idea of eating, like, I think enough, like we're going to be asked a lot by Marvel over the next couple of years, right? Sure. They're going to be like, listen, yeah, I know the quantum realm was hard for you to kind of grasp and what we were doing with Endgame. Uh, but just wait till you see what the multiverse means. Um, and there's this whole other thing we haven't even gotten in. Like, it'll just be like, oh, so what are you asking me? And then it's like, okay, so now that you understand mm -hmm. multiple dimensions and all that, I want you to think of like elements, okay? Like, you know, earth, wind, and fire. And then just think about those being around for like thousands of years. But like one of them is Angelina Jolie, okay? <laughs> You cool? And like, we're going to go and we're going to watch it. We're going to come out of there being like, yeah, yeah, totally fucking made sense. Yeah. I don't know. Like, right. Like it only makes sense after like a nerd like me or you goes home and spends like a 20, 30, 40, 50 minutes online going, what the fuck was that all? Yeah. And then you kind of piece it all together. Sure. And then you're like, oh, it was so genius. But on one level, I think we all need to agree that they're just fucking with us. Yeah. They're silly. They're silly. And but where we make it seem so, but it's it, it's it's not an easy thing to pull off what they have done, right? Like no, it's no. there's a reason. Like I don't know if we ever talked about it on the pod, but I remember sending you some information about the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers guys. Yeah, we and talked like, about that. Yeah, I think did we talk about it on here? Yeah, right. And like how they brought it all under one guy, and like that guy's actually pretty. And now you've got Robert Downey Jr. trying to make like a Sherlock multi. Like it's not easy, guys. Like I, I love that everybody thinks it's gonna be. Um, but you but Kevin right Feige, it's had to start with realism. Realism. No, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. And, but but Kevin Feige's got he has his finger on the pulse of how to make that work in a way that the DC guys don't yet, uh, in a way that the the Transformers and Battleship guys never figured out, right? And in the way that like the the wolverine and dracula guys never did it's just he gets it in a different way it's like he has a twin um, brother who's like yeah. a super jock wearing a rugby shirt and he's like and it's kevin and devin and he's like devin what's this is this cool and devin's like gay and so he's like okay <laughs> okay i went a little too or, far or, with or galactus not, right? let's it's not like, introduce yeah. galactus yet or like you know he's got like a jock brother who's just yeah devin's like he's kind of like, like Test audience, yeah. What do you, what do you think about this? Not yeah. gay enough. <laughs> Devin is like a real Devin. Devin Feige, he's Devin the knows. true mastermind of the MCU for sure. Oh my god, he's like an eight ball that never stops giving. Yeah, <laughs> he lives in his basement. He lives in Kevin's basement. Too good. But yeah, that that's just that's where you just kind of get stuck, right? Like nobody else can kind of do what he does, but. Yeah, man, every empire crumbles at some point, right? Like at some point in time this has got to come not crashing down but there's going to be a there's going to be a moment where they're not just critically acclaimed and loved anymore and it's somebody's and it's going to be one of these right iron heart sure. could become unwatchable right armor wars yeah. could become unwatchable there could be something here that just people are like i don't know what the hell they did there right yeah yeah because he can't control it all, man. Like when you've they got give that Ryan many things, X Men, and he fucks it up. You have that many things, and in... <laughs> I think Ryan Johnson will do fine. He'd fuck it up. <laughs> well, speaking of things that got fucked up, yeah. You're a gamer. I heard there was a big fuck up in the gaming world. <laughs> so okay, so we don't. 
I, I do like video games and video game news, and I do follow it pretty contently. Like, there's a few channels that I watch very often on YouTube about gaming news, um, daily channels, and we don't talk about it a lot on here. Um, maybe because our demo is like 34 to 49, but... Um, Which is like the key game demo for gamers, right? Now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to stop yeah. selling We need the 25s. everyone sure, right? We need the 25s, but it's true. So um, there's a company called CD Projekt Red. They're really well known for like The Witcher. Have you heard of The Witcher series? Yep. yep. The Netflix show, right? Uh, yes, that, that's part <laughs> of it. Yeah. It's no, of there. course, yeah. That's a, it was one of those rare times when a book became a video game before it became a show. So they they have like this crazy, uh, great reputation in, in the yeah, gaming yeah. world. They were well respected, um, mm -hmm. from what I understood as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and seven years ago, they sent out a teaser trailer for this game called Cyberpunk 2077 in 2013. Okay. That's quite the anticipation. At the start of what we now consider last generation's lifespan of video game consoles. Um, so that means like the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Before oh there was a Pro, before there was a Series X, anything like that, they announced this game. So that that makes what I read. This is new information to me. I didn't know it was that long ago they had announced this game. 2013, yeah. But that just makes what I read just the more worse. I'm pretty sure it was announced before Grand Theft Auto V came out. Like, that's how long ago. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. It's, crazy. yeah. So um, they announced this game for console, but they're really a PC company. And um, everybody loved, like, just got on the dick of The Witcher 3 so much and just loved that game so much that they assumed that CD Projekt Red could do no wrong. And um, people pre-ordered yeah. this game like crazy, like crazy. Because I know that people listening right now mm -hmm. who don't know a lot about video games, my hand is up in the sky, right? Like, yeah. I knew about this game because our this is where you got to play our old song, but I saw Keanu in a bunch of commercials, man. And I was like, well, yeah, Keanu's not right. going to fucking, he's not going to hawk something that's not good. Um, yeah. So that, why don't you? Yeah. So you saw Keanu at the Xbox presentation of E3, which is the electronics no, expo. I, I saw Keanu on my TV every 20 seconds in between like, Oh, that's kickoff right. and football game. Like he was, dude, I saw Keanu on my TV more times in the last like three weeks than I had ever seen him all like in the last couple of years. And I've seen him a lot in the last couple of years. Right. So Keanu announced was a surprise guest um, yeah. at E3, which is like this like trade show for video games uh, in like 2017. I think it was as the guest announcer for this game to show that he was guest starring in this game. Like the, this game is a serious game. Um, if you are unprepared, like it had like the budget of a major motion movie, right? Like it's yeah. And um, they teased that Keanu Reeves was in this and he called the whole world breathtaking. Like, I don't know if you saw that meme, but 
people were just freaking out. You know, he jumps out on stage and some guy on the crowd yells, you're breathtaking. And he's like, you're breathtaking. And like everyone freaks out. Um, he's in the game pre-orders. People are buying this game yeah. like yeah. crazy. And CD Projekt Red announced that they made their full budget for marketing and development of this game back in pre-orders alone. I would say that the last time I'd seen a game with this kind of buzz was Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Um, so in yeah, 2018, crazy. I guess it was when Keanu came out, you know, this was announced as a release April of 2020. That's before next gen consoles came were announced, came out. Okay. They announced the PS5 in the summer this year. Um, they released uh, the PS4 and Xbox One versions, along with console versions, on December 10th. Okay, PS4 and Xbox One. There are not next generation's versions of this game out. Right. And it has done very, very poorly on the original Xbox One and PlayStation 4 consoles. Yeah. So now, like, you've enlightened me to, like, mm -hmm. a lot, right? Because I, I read what I read, which was essentially that this game plays on a PS4 like it's PS3. Um, that it's, it's slow as F. It's it laggy as F. Has a lot of frame um, rate problems. Yeah. And people yeah. are like, you know, you play it on PS5. It's okay. It's, it's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, PC is where it was meant to be played. Sure. But what you're telling me here is these guys announced this thing 2013. Yeah. <laughs> and they've been working on this game for seven with, years with the PS4 hardware and would have halfway through development, maybe later, like maybe halfway through the game development, if you're talking 2013. You know, in 2016 is maybe when you get a, a development kit handed to you from Sony for what a PS5 might be. Right. So you can't tell me that, oh, well, we built the game for the PS5 this whole damn time anyways, and that's why it doesn't play so good on... No, you just built a shit game for the PS4. Well, they built it then... for computer. They built it for PC yeah. and tried to downgrade it to PS4. So um, oh, just a fun fact is that this game cannot run at full spec, even in CD Projekt Red's home computers. Okay, like it's not hitting 60 frames per second, even on their own PCs. <laughs> Which they're probably mining Bitcoin with, right? Like, yeah. so it's not like a fucking, it, it's a powerful PC, I'm sure. Yeah, so um, something to know that might make you feel even more angry is that they um, also, so there was a couple really famous delays. Like the game is supposed to be out April of 2020. Then it was supposed to be out in November. Um, what we, th what the speculation is that they tried it on, like the game went gold before November and then was pulled back uh, as a delay. That's a like gold should be gold is like post testing, post beta, good to go, print that disc, like it's ready. And then, so people think that it went gold. They played it, they tried to play it on PS4, and it just wouldn't work, or, or Xbox, or whatever, on last gen, they're calling it now, and it just crashed, like, system crashed, hard crashed, so much that they had to pull it, pull the release date back. And it's still not ready, is what we believe. So, um, CD Project Red has issued an apology, 
like a full on apology by the CEO about this game and how they misled one of they also um withheld the PlayStation like the last gen copies from reviewers until the day before so they wouldn't let people take a real look they, at that version cuz they knew exactly what the hell was yeah, happening cuz they knew it was broken on the generation that people pre-ordered the game for which technically they've been building it for now there's a lot of fun parts of this game and I know a lot of people who are playing it and having fun with it on like PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 4 Pro or PS5 or PC like I know I have people that I know that have all of those versions that are playing it and they all think it's a fun game but it's definitely buggy as you get up until you get up higher into the and the Xbox, uh, the Xbox Series X, I think, is the most powerful system or something, and it seems to be running the best on Xbox. Um, but yeah, like draw distance, which is like how far away you can see ahead yeah. of you, things like that are are factors as you go down the like generations. Massive ray tracing issues as well, right? Like uh, there um, are there are like. A, like character details and fuzziness, yeah. resolution details, frame rate really makes it just choppy and like hard to like hard to watch. It's unfortunate. Like when you when you have like that many, because I heard that even PlayStation and Xbox are in the are doing refunds when they don't normally do refunds, so right? So Cyberpunk is uh, yeah. So Cyberpunk, the company that released it, um, is said you can get a refund for the game. That's going to be hard for customers because digital copies don't usually have refunds. If you go to Walmart and you're like talking to the customer service rep and you have a yeah, disc you in your hand, know. oh, this company said I could get a refund. Well, the, the probably the people at Walmart aren't going to be up to date on. CD Projekt Red's news. Yeah. So you might have some issues at those places trying to get refunds. If you go to like when it was, EB Games or something, you yeah. could be okay. But When it was really blowing up, I guess, the news on that, um, all, the only news that people were giving out or something was like, delete it and have less than two hours of gameplay, call into customer service based on who you might find. And I'm like, for anything that you spend near 100 bucks on, mm. it, it, like nobody should be spending 100 bucks for a beta. Right. And like, this sounds like they just released a fucking beta. Like it's not even in dev yet. It's not even in close. This has um, hurt them quite a lot. Like their stock, yeah. their stock has, has hit, been hit real hard. Um, it's, it's a silly thing to do when your entire rep, or like when your reputation is based on quality and delivering quality goods. Yeah. Sometimes you need to make the argument or someone has to go into that CEO's office and be like, it's not always about hitting the deadline. Like if no. we, if uh, you know, like somebody walked in there and was like, this thing was supposed to be out in April. Um, it's, can we get this out now, please? Right. Shareholders. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? Black Widow was supposed to be out last year too. Wonder Woman was supposed to be out last year too. And mm -hmm. I don't think a video game industry is necessarily immune to this. No, they when didn't you've get got hit as when hard. you have a when, but but it kind of is right. You've got a programming team who's used to being in the bullpen. You got forty to fifty guys who are close cubicle contacts throughout the year. It's a lot easier to stand up from your chair and be like, "Hey, old man, what the hell? Have you figured out the debug on this yet?" Than yeah. it is to be at your home on a Zoom call and be like, "I'll ping the guy and see if he's around." Have you heard of crunch? What crunch is? A little bit. 
crunch is a term used in the software development, maybe mm, video right, game right. market. Yep. About um, development world. Development world and how developers are so poorly mistreated happens in all the big gaming companies like Grand Theft Auto because these jobs are like so desired. Once you get in, people will like they get treated so poorly because they can be replaced immediately by so many people who want to work for these big companies and develop the dream games, right? Everybody wants to work for a AAA game developer. Did you ever see that like hard hitting, like it was like a docudrama about like game developers and like the life they live and like how hard it is? Yeah, it's um, very hard. Yes. It's called, it was, what was it called? Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. <laughs> well, I didn't see that. Yeah. So he's a game tester and that's full of or shit. Or maybe but, it turns uh, it into a developer though. Yeah. <laughs> he's also uh, developing a game on the side. That's true. Um, <laughs> Good movie, the, actually. You would like that movie. Oh, I'm sure the drug use in that is probably accurate. No, and like, it's stupid enough, but fun enough. Like, you, you'll like it. Um, <laughs> Stop soaping your ass. Um, yeah, you get it. Yeah, I've seen it a hundred times. Um, but it's a real thing where they just make them work like crazy amounts yeah. of hours. CD Projekt Red was like, at first saying they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And then they started doing it. So they had to issue an apology for that for this game, too. So... And now they're probably doing crunch like crazy because they have to have their teams working on the game again to issue patches, right? And they've have they have like a f- maybe three or four patches scheduled already to fix bugs and things. Um, yeah, there's, it's, a, there's it's just a rough go. It's an interesting. So time. much wrong with with that whole development process, right? And and it's not a big a, a company like EA or I guess a company like Rockstar mm-hmm. can probably stomach it and be like. You know what? April got delayed to December. December is going to get delayed to fucking April again because we're not going to put something out that is going to ruin us. But when you are a company like um, CD Red, Project whatever Red, it is, yeah, yeah. Project Red, and like you've got one or two titles and that's your thing, because um, there's a handful of developers out there that are just one or two titles and away from obscurity. Right. Like you might have a huge hit title, but the minute it's not, you got nothing else. Right. So you into this problem where it's like, you, you nailed it with the shareholder thing where they got to deliver, they got to deliver and they don't have anything else to deliver. So they can't, they can't delay the big, they can't delay the, the jewel, um, the prize and be like, here's a couple of fucking here. Here's Sonic and Mario go to the Olympics until we finish up Odyssey two. Right, um, and this happens. They can't do that. With right? All of the co- like with, this happens a lot in the gaming world. The big companies as yeah. well, right? EA, uh, Ubisoft, mm-hmm. um, but they Rockstar. but they can stomach. They can they can be like, we'll get close enough. Like they can marshal their resources better. Is what EA I'm saying. Is right? Getting close. Right? EA is getting um, real close. EA is going to be like, listen, if you're not working on like Madden. You're not really that vital to us. If you're not working on Call of Duty right now, you're not that vital to us. Like, there's only the handful. But we're going to need a handful of purpose people working on EA Family Game Night. Because there's going to be a couple of months where we need to maybe buy some breathing time. Which is fine. You you make your business. I think it's unfair to the, all of the developers who worked on a game like Cyberpunk. Who, guaranteed, are looking around and saying, where's the safe bet right now? Mm-hmm. 
Like what's going on with the guys in Montreal? Is Blizzard still looking for people? Like, are they still good? Um, who's still standing right now that I can go to and build a project without a rush? Like the way a Pixar director gets to work at Pixar and be like, the movie comes out when the movie's ready. I mean, right. You like, remember, that, that's, that's a luxury, a, right? There shouldn't have been a rush. This game's been yeah, in development for probably 10 years. Yeah. Like it was announced in 2013 with a big trailer. So they were already working on it prior to that. So, so they're mismanaging their whole time, the resources, the entire time up to this window, right? And now, now you're at a point where the investors and the other guys are looking at the company going, we want our fucking money back. 2020 has been a brutal fucking year. Do something here. And what all I'm trying to say is it's unfair for any worker in that position, like any creative person, to have that kind of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. Imagine like, okay, so you, you're John Brown. And you could be working on making Hasbro game night videos for EA. And you're going to get paid exactly the same as the guy who's in charge of running and making cyberpunk at CD red project red. What job would you take for your sanity? I'll go do the Hasbro, right? Because there's, if, if Hasbro game night doesn't sell, well, guess what? They've got like, a hundred other titles. I'm sure Tiger Woods PGA will do fine. I'm sure this will do fine. But when you're living and breathing on that, that's, it's, it reminds me of like Chris Martin and Coldplay back when I think it was X and Y that album had been delayed like six months and then was getting delayed again. And it was just, who knows, right? It could have been personal things or whatever it was, but EMI publishing at the time goes up to them and is like, this thing fucking has to come out in the last quarter of this year or we're bankrupt. Bankrupt. And Chris yeah. is like, all I want to do is write music and make songs, right? And these guys are like, all we want to do is make video games, bro. Yeah. And then it reminds it. me a little bit of Avatar too. You know how um Cameron had to like refilm a lot of it because technology mm-hmm. changed throughout the development cycle. Yeah. Well, when you design well, a game for eight years, like, well, let's, Cameron's not a, yeah. I don't know if Cameron's a fair example because he's the one who makes his own fucking, you know what I mean? Like he's like, so yeah, I between mean, act one and two, I just invented a new camera guy. So we're going to go back like that. He's a, he's a special case. No, but, what but I, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the game's development took, yeah. took, went past a full generation of gaming consoles. So what do you do? You either work on this game and your time's mismanaged and that's why it's been delayed. And then it comes out and it's subpar to its current generation. Or I think what CD Projekt Red did is always aimed way above and like are still missing, like still overutilizing systems, right? Like they never created a game. They They were holding out for this game to, for technology to catch up to this game, it seems like. Right. And that's what shot them in the foot. Yeah. Right. Cause I'm sure there's somebody playing it on a PS five or in a series X and is like, it's, it's fine. It's good. It's a really good PS five game, but it's not, it's not blowing the doors off the PS five. Is it no. right? And if it's the kind of game where you want to be like, so, so this is where people go back to them and are like, so are you telling me as project red, you guys might spend like it might take you five years before you figure out how to make a good PS five game. Yeah. Right. Is it going to take you, is it going to take you to the end of the PS five life cycle to figure out how to maximize and utilize that? Um, 
maybe don't worry about figuring out how to get the most gigaflops for your fucking pixels or whatever and just make a good game. Right? Make, it, make, make something that good. looks smooth. Make, just make something that's good, doesn't glitch, isn't stuttery. Because maybe you're not pushing it, right? It's like the same idea with like when I start yelling at my computer and I'm like, why are you so slow? And he's like, why are you maxing out the processor right now, bro? Mm-hmm. You're re-encoding video. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. How about you do one thing? And that's where they kind of dropped it, I guess. Like, it's not easy, right? Like, I can't develop a game. I know that. Yeah, I know, you know, and I'm, and I would never but, put myself in that in their shoes. But it's been, it was interesting to talk to hear about the backlash. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. new. It's definitely nothing new. There's been lots of games that come out like that. Um, but this lot. one felt unique. I think in the sense that like, there's lots of games that come out that aren't good, but they're Apologies also don't happen often. That's well, well, I mean. There's like a hundred new games that hit like the Nintendo store or PlayStation or Xbox store every day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're generally two ninety nine and made like shit. Oh well, big games come out all the time right? too. There's no, no but, shortage and, of games right now. And then the big games, the ones that sneak through are are fine. I think the problem with these ones is when you when you've got Keanu in my face, mm-hmm. like a Ghost of Tsushima or whatever, that's fine. Cause those ads, like they didn't, they weren't on TV often. And when they were on, you would catch them and it would appeal to you. That game had no appeal to me because I'm not there. But when I see so many cyberpunk piano commercials on TV in my, in my sort of sphere, I'm like, right. Oh, they really want my attention. When he's on which between means, like NBA games or something, right? Exactly. Right. So it's like, Oh man, you guys really want my attention. And it, it started feeling like a halo like when when Microsoft's releasing a Halo game and it's like the whole world knows that it's coming, right? I mean, this um, game's been anticipated for seven years, so and it was. I think they should have known better than drop it, right? Like they knew there were going to be a lot of eyes on them and this release, so it, that I just can't been the hard understand part is that the world, then. yeah, the world of like, gaming has been waiting for this game. So let them like it. So then let them wait another six months. Get it yeah. right. You know yeah. I mean, like. I, I feel okay. So there's patches and patches coming. You said, right. Um, I think there might have to be some realization from the people who bought this game and who are going to be playing it, that it may not ever actually get better. Cause your I, interest I, might be lost by the time it does get better. And right. And, and that's the problem in that if you're this company and you've sunk the resources in, if it's been a seven year wait, make it eight. And make it something that people are like dying to play the next one when you make it, um, because it doesn't, it does no serve like it serves nobody well to be like, well, we had to get it out. People had been waiting. I could understand that argument if it's like you announced it in 2019, and you said it'll be out by April 2020, right? Like if you, it's been a year, people are expecting it now. Okay, fine. But if it's been seven, that game entered Dr. Dre detox level, <laughs> right? Yeah, it may never come. Yeah. So, you know what Dr. Dre didn't do? He didn't release a shit album and say that it's out just because we all wanted it. Yeah. He's holding good, on to it. If it's good, it's, it'll come out. If it's good, it'll come out. And that's, that's what these guys should have been doing. And unfortunately, I guess a lot of people paid $180, $90, $100 to find out the hard way that... There could be a lot of people who upgraded their entire console system for that game. Right. Even though it's that's, not, there's not yeah. a new console version yet. Yeah. That's that's the insane part about it. I mean, there's disappointments in all kinds of media. 
So speaking of disappointments, Gorov, it's time for Today in History. And Today in History, something that disappointed me quite a lot, has has its three-year anniversary. So this one hits home. Usually I have a guest, but I did not want to invite this director, writer-director, to my home. Uh, The Last Jedi came out three years ago today. So um, we have Ryan Johnson to thank for that. And... um, yeah, sir, sir Ryan Johnson. Uh, I don't think so. No, put some respect on that name. No, I don't think he's been knighted by anybody. Weasels have knighted him. He's a little weasel. He's a hero. <laughs> so I would say that this is like this movie kind of ruined those this like the love of the Star Wars films for me because it just it changed so many things that I liked about the about the story and the lore because he sort of wanted to have fun with his own version or I mean we've talked about different reasons why we think it's so different but I understand that there's a lot of pressure to take on a movie like that with such a crazy devoted fan base but I think that's why like if you take it on you're aware of what you're taking on like okay I'm gonna do a Star Wars movie I can shoot it the way I want but I can't change the backstory because there's already going to be too many people who give a shit. And like, I think you have to like, I'm sorry, but you, like, that's a pride thing. Like I are you taking, learned the yeah. hard way. Mm-hmm. Are you taking on that movie? Be, like to that, show that you're better yeah. than the fans. Like why then? Why even no, do it? I don't, you know? I, I think he, I don't think he ever took it on that way ever. I think he's been pretty clear about money stands by it still. He doesn't that think it's, it's a bad, but bad he movie, thinks right? It's from kids. Star Wars is for kids. That was their first defense well, of that. Him, to him, it's it's he's not wrong, right? This isn't the Iliad, right? It's not the sure. Odyssey, and where we're gotta be like, how dare you take liberties with George Lucas came up with this shit in the caravan one day, right? Like it's it's yeah, it's it's our mythos and ethos of like what we have for stories now. But it's not sacred text, right? But if and you care so little that you just dismiss it as being for kids. I don't think he ever dismissed. I don't think he said it was for kids. I think he just, what he generally said was, I didn't understand that the audience were kids. What he's trying to say in that sense is that I didn't think they were all going to be so petulant and be like 40-year-old men saying, how dare you change things, right? Now you're, now you're hitting me personally. No, uh, no, but I mean, that's fair, though. That's fair, right? Um, but... He didn't understand that. He thought, well, people would be like, why can't we take Star Wars in different directions and all this, right? And like, he was probably sped a, and like fed a lot of shit from Kathleen Kennedy where it was like, we're looking at making nine movies a year in Star Wars and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, all right, well, then you got to expand fucking shit, right? Like, you got you to gotta go in different directions. Like, Luke likes to drink cow's milk now, right? Like, I don't know what it, like, it just, it had to go a different way. And then it didn't because people were like, how dare you? And he's like, well, fuck it. I don't want to be here. This is what I was here for anyways. That's not what I do as a director. So Disney miscast him as a director. He makes the movie he wants. There's no real oversight from Kennedy. Lucas has kind of disappeared into his ranch Everything about that movie was already spelling like epic disaster before it like even started shooting. Favreau's too smart to take the job too. He doesn't want to be president of Lucas Films. 
not until he knows what exactly is it you guys want, because he's not going to take the heat like Orion did or an Abrams did. Abrams was untouchable for the longest time, and now he's fucking tarnished. Ryan Johnson didn't care enough like Abram did. That, that's, I think, the big difference. Abrams is at home licking his wounds and really sad. Um, Ryan Johnson is at home like, I want an Oscar for Knives Out. I could really care less. He's definitely better with those kinds of movies. Yeah, right. Go back to what you're good at. That's fair. Um, speaking of what we're good at, I hope you think we're good at this. Thank you very much for listening. Holy crap. This is at our 23rd episode. I just want to, uh, you know, let you know how much I appreciate you guys listening to us ramble on about movie news sometimes for a whole episode. Super cool if you're here right now. Tell a friend if you liked anything. Any part. Any any part. <laughs> any part. Yeah. Just be like, that 30 seconds was amazing or that 30 minutes was great. Every once in a while, man, there's a great 30 seconds or so in there. You should just listen to two hours a week and just to hear it. It really is. Yeah. Or you know it, we're going to have a shared podcast universe. Yeah. yeah. Spinoffs. With um, a multiverse podcast. Yeah. There's going to be one where I'm not the funny guy. Oh. And then there's going to be one where I am oh, okay. the funny guy. Which one is this one? <laughs> this is the one where I just have the resting bitch voice the whole time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Can You Confirm That? My name's John Brown. I'm Gaurav Wander. Yeah, you are. I think. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, Jenna. Jenna Marbles. Bye. Yeah, Jenna Marbles, come back. Bye. Come back. We miss you. Resting bitch voice. Now, that's a thing I think that'll stick. Actually, you know, we could, if we did a multiverse, we could do a multiverse podcast where I'm actually like the morning show hype. Like I could be, I yeah. could be fake cheery all the time, John, if that's what you want. But I don't think that's what our audience would really appreciate because they would see how fucking fake yeah. it is with me always smiling yeah. and talking like this. It's definitely, it's definitely really fake right now. Hey, how dare you, John? Oh, come on, man. You can't. You can't see Gorov giving me the finger right now. That's not how we is. do it. I give you fingers, but not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Well, thanks for just turning off the podcast. <laughs> and that's why James Franco's not in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. <laughs> He's the only one not coming back. <laughs>